Hello, welcome to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 38, School on the Hot Mess Express. All right, you know I love to start out with a story. So here's my story. This is how my uh, past week has been. Let me back up real quick when it comes to school. I still have my nine-year-old at home who's a fourth grader. So we tried the whole distance learning thing in the spring. And I watched him and I'm like, you know what? This kid, A, is way too savvy when it comes to computers. And unless I'm watching him, he can go from whatever program his teacher told him to do to watching YouTube videos of God knows what. So so my husband and I made a decision over the summer. We're like, you know what? He might actually benefit from like a traditional type of homeschool program. So we sought the advice of some friends and family who are educators, um, researched some blogs, kind of came up with like a, for lack of a better term, like old fashioned, I guess like from when we were in school type of homeschool program. So we just kind of asked, you know, what are the benchmarks he should be making as a fourth grader this year? And we'll take this time to just kind of pull him out of the public schools, um, do our own program with him. He's such a, a um, what is it? Like he likes to use his hands a lot. Like he's a very kind of fidgety kind of kid. And so we're like, you know, he needs something tangible. Like he needs paper and pencil, like everything to do with his hands, right? And I'll I'll be honest, like it's been like a roller coaster. We've hit some highs and lows, like, you know, in the middle of homeschool, like I'm working on math and he'll say stuff like, hey, mom, did you know coconuts are more dangerous to humans than sharks? And then I'm like, whoa. And then like I end up Googling it and we end up in these little rabbit holes, right? And I'm like, wait, just focus on your math. Like, we're not talking about coconuts or sharks right now. Just like focus on your math, dude. And um, so again, you know, it's been going okay. What I've really liked about it is the fact that like I'm in control. I can choose the days and the hours. Um, He's in for a big shocker because we're going to work through like Christmas um, uh, when it comes to homeschooling because we took quite a bit of time off in October. So anyway, again... (laughs) everything was going pretty okay up until last week when he was at his cousin's house climbing on one of those little playhouses, fell like, I don't know, 18, 24 inches max and managed to break his arm in grass. So I got a call from my sister, went over there, picked him up, took him to the ER. They did an x-ray and yeah, he broke his arm. So right arm too. He's right, right handed. So, um, took him to the, um, orthopedic doctor or whatever they're called, um, to get a cast, a hard cast. So now he's in a cast for the next four to six weeks. So again, we're not doing distance learning. I didn't buy any kind of like computer program. I was thinking I was smart doing the old fashioned thing. And like he can write stuff and do paper and pencil kind of work. And now the kid can't write for the next four to six weeks. So, I mean, all my husband and I could do was look at each other and laugh. And we're like, so what do we do now? Like flashcards? Yeah, that's what we've been doing. Flashcards. We've managed to make some modifications too. Like for instance, um, 
we had like little small whiteboards. So we have one big whiteboard on the wall where I do my teaching. And then we have these like little, I don't know, like 12 by 12 square whiteboards. And we give him a um, dry erase marker. And that's how he does his writing. Or he can type one-handed his spelling words. So again, we've had to make some modifications, but like joke is on us. I just, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to do. So we are personally on the hot mess express in our life when it comes to school. That being said, I announced prematurely, I don't know, a month, maybe a month and a half ago, from a lot of encouragement from you guys and a lot of questions I'd received from you via social media to do a series on organizing kids during school. And I haven't done it. And I'm going to be really, really honest on why. Number one, um, because I haven't figured it out myself. Um, Number two, I honestly feel like by doing a series like that, there would be a level of sort of parent shaming involved. It, that's something I'm, I'm so against. I want to encourage people. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves after they've listened to my podcast. And I feel like if I'm really honest here again, why do I say that a lot? I realize, hey, side note, I, list, I was interviewed on a podcast um, uh, a few weeks ago and I listened to it and I'm like, oh my gosh, I realize I repeat the same things over and over. Something that I'm going to be more aware of, it, like saying, I'm going to be honest. I've said it probably like seven times. So anyway, um, very weird experience to hear yourself back in a uh, podcast episode. Anyway, I, I uh, got lost there for a second. But again, parent shaming. Uh, again, I want to encourage people. I don't want people to feel bad about themselves. I have worked very, very hard in my life. My husband has worked very, very, very hard in our lives. We have a nice home and I have space in my home to dedicate to homeschooling. I realize that not everybody has that um, in their home. And so I, again, have been hesitant to really share with you guys and say, hey, look at my homeschool space when it's a space that I am able to set aside in my home. I can close the door. It can be dedicated to that space. Some people are using their kitchen tables. Um, some people are, you know, having to send their children to community centers. I actually saw, I've been seeing some posts um, in the media where children are like having, oh, this breaks my heart, are having to go to like public places across the country just to get Wi-Fi access for their for their education, something I'm keenly, keenly aware of. And the fact of the matter is, oh, that one really kind of chokes me up. The fact of the matter is that every one of us is trying to do our best right now. And if I go on social media and I start showing you all of my different like little color-coded things that I do because I have a little bit of OCD and, you know, my kid has a little bit of OCD in the classroom, I, I know and I'm very well aware that not everybody can set up a space like that. And this was thrown on all of us. This was not a choice that we made, you know, to 
to educate our kids this way. We are in a pandemic. We are in a lot of messes in our country right now. We're just, it's a very volatile time for us. And, um, and for the most part, I, I feel like I can go on a limb and say, not everyone's super happy or feels super proud or feels super confident about how our kids are being educated right now. I know not everybody. So if you're in the camp that your child is thriving, your children are thriving, um, kudos to you. Um, I'm not in that camp and I can, I can probably say I, I don't think a lot of people are in that camp. Um, I seem to find those moms. Um, I've gotten to the point where I try to avoid, you know, how's your kid doing in school conversation with every human being I meet because I feel like I, I just am one of those people that's like an open book and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, let me tell you this and this and this and we're really struggling. And then I get the response of like, oh, we're not little Johnny is in third grade and we've mastered trigonometry. And I'm just like, oh, wow, I feel like complete crap. Like, I think maybe we mastered times tables in fourth grade. Maybe, maybe we don't even know like if it really has stuck with him. So I just, again, in that, I'm just in that place where I don't really want to open up and talk about kids in school because I, I feel super insecure about it. And I don't know what's going to happen when the school's finally open and I send my kid back to school. I have no idea. So what I decided to do in this episode today is I'm just going to give you 10, 10 bullet points. I can't even say that they're tips. They're kind of tips slash suggestions. And it's just meant to kind of help you feel a little bit better about your situation. So if you need a little encouragement, I'm just going to go through these 10 things that I wrote down for you. They're meant to give you some encouragement. They're meant to encourage you to pat yourself on the back. And most of all, I do truly believe that down the road, we're going to be okay. We're all going to be okay, no matter what Um, so let's get started. Okay. The very first thing I want to share with you is to be okay with your choice. Again, there's a lot of like things out there. I am really saying I pulled my kid out of public school because it made sense for my kid and it made sense for our family. It did not have anything to do with anything else. It wasn't, well, it did. It had a lot to do with a lot of different things that are going on right now, but it was just the best decision for our family. I have friends and family that kept their children in in public schools because you know what? It was the best thing for their families. And I applaud you and I support you. I have friends whose children attend private schools I applaud you and I I hope everything is going wonderful for you. I have friends that have always homeschooled. I applaud you. I applaud all of your choices. And if anything that you can learn from this first bullet point to be okay with your choice is to just be okay with your choice. Nothing says that you have to explain your choice to any other person outside of your family 
or that you have to or you should have to justify your choice. Just avoid the conversation. Like I would, I, I'm honest to goodness, I've like had to like mute people on social media and stuff um, just because I feel really bad about a lot of stuff right now. Um, and I don't need to feel worse about like, my kid isn't measuring up to other kids at this point. So just be okay with your choice and drown out the rest of the noise. Okay. Now, the second point I want to make is we did choose a homeschool route. And some of these notes were written before my kid broke his arm. So again, because I chose a homeschool route does not say that if you kept your kid in public school that I see anything wrong with it. It's none of my business what you do with your kid. But what I have learned doing the homeschool route are some really, really interesting things. Things that I never really quite realized about homeschooling children. Um, and so I'm going to just kind of go over those just a little bit with, with, with this point. So stick with me. All right. Again, I like the fact that it was our choice. I like the fact that I have some control over my child's curriculum. Again, going back to like his little statement, like his little brain like was doing math and he was like, oh, I remember a crazy fact about coconuts being more dangerous to humans than sharks. And I'm like, oh, let's check this out. Let's Google it. And it's kind of fun. You know, it's honestly kind of fun because I'm like, seeing my kid in a different light. Um, One of the things I always enjoyed doing with all three of my children was going to volunteer in their classrooms because, and I especially love, I love to sit back and when my kid doesn't think I'm watching them, just watch them. We just watch them kind of learn or talk or explore because it cracks me up. I think kids are freaking hilarious. And so... um, I just like where their little brains are and stuff. And making the choice to homeschool, it's given me an appreciation to kind of slow down for a minute and like, you know, kind of figure out his brain and stuff and where he's at, what makes him tick, what interests him, that kind of thing. Um, so what I do want to say about this with the homeschooling is that it's really kind of opened my mind about homeschooling. I will be the first to admit that one year ago, if you had told me that I would be a homeschool parent in 2020, I would have just laughed. I'm like, there's no way, right? Never say never. I judged homeschool parents. I was like, oh, you're just kind of like an extremist. Freely admit it. I am here to publicly say that I'm wrong. I see a lot of value about taking the homeschool route Granted, I'm not going to do it for more than one year. Let me just really say that. I'm just a little too like paranoid and freaked out. But, you know, again, never say never. Who knows by the time the spring comes, if we're in a good flow, I have a fourth grader, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll transition this through the rest of elementary and then worry about school for middle school. I don't know. I don't know what's happening in the world from day to day. So um, it's not something I will do long term, let's say that. But there's a lot of value, and I'm really appreciative of the fact that we chose this route for our family. Um, Again, my husband and I just kind of look at each other, especially right now with a broken arm, and my husband's actually downstairs homeschooling, and he's like, "Um, 
we went over some facts and he's reading a book. I don't know what else to do. And I'm like, okay, we'll just figure it out. So the next tip, the third tip, bullet point, suggestion, whatever I want to give to you, and this is something that can apply whether they're distance learning at home or if they're in school. But I've gone through this with all my kids. Have supplies on hand. So if you are kind of new to the school age kid thing, let me tell you when when you're walking through and buying their school supplies for, you know, the beginning of the year and you're going through Walmart or Target or whatever, the the school supply section, it's all cheap. It's like the cheapest most of it will be all year. I am telling you buy extra supplies. Buy the bottles of glue that are like 39 cents. Buy the extra pencils. Buy a pencil sharpener. Buy crayons. Buy glue sticks. Buy all of that stuff up front and then keep it in a bin in your house. This avoids you having to run to CVS at nine o'clock at night because your fourth grader forgot to tell you that they need glue for their project that's due in the morning. And so again, I've been a mom for like a million years. Have the supplies on hand. Just go buy it, stock up. Um, A lot of that stuff kind of lasts years and years anyway. Here in the desert, our glue sticks dry up and our pencil erasers um, get hard, but whatever. I just buy new pencil eraser toppers and then they can use a pencil and stuff. Um, again, a pencil sharpener, <laughs> something. <laughs> As a homeschool parent, I'm like, how many times do you have to sharpen your pencil during the day? Like, sit down and do your damn work. Um, but no, my fourth grader has to sharpen his pencil 8,000 times during um, the course of, of a school day. So make sure you have like one of those pencil sharpeners that just do it fast. Electric pencil sharpeners, you can buy them for like 20, 30 like a really good one for like 30 bucks on Amazon. So have supplies on hand. It will save you a lot of frustration from pulling your hair out. Okay, now a one organized mama tip here. I want you to create a home for every item in your homeschool home. So let's kind of talk about two different ways. So for instance, bins. This is something that I know a lot of you, if you don't have a room dedicated to homeschooling or like, you know, a space, I'm not saying you have to have like an entire bedroom or home office, but I want you to create um, a space for every item because again, this is going to save you time from pulling your hair out and running around or having your kids, you know, going to quote unquote, find a pencil And then 35 minutes later, they're like distracted somewhere playing with Legos. So create a home for every item in your home. You can do that simply with bins. And so if I were you, I would go to whatever store is your favorite, purchase a bin large enough where each kid can just slap their name on it, have fun, decorate it, whatever they want to do. It doesn't matter. And then all of their stuff goes in the bin. So they have no excuse to not being able to find everything. Their pencils have a home, their crayons have a home, their Chromebooks, laptops, whatever you're using for technology have a home. Their charger has a home. Everything has a home in the bin. This will save you time. Again, I do have a room 
that we dedicate for, um, it's just a home office that we do dedicate for um, homeschool. And so crayons have a place where they belong. So now my son is like in a little routine, like when he he does a, a process, like once he, he grades work, it goes on my desk, I grade it. He go, it goes back to him for corrections. Once corrections are made, it goes into our gray bin and that's where all the work is done. So it means it was done, graded, and corrected. So he just knows automatically um, how that's done and he knows where everything goes. So when I tell him, okay, it's time for whiteboard um, lessons, he goes, he knows where the whiteboards are, he knows where the markers are, and then he can sit at his desk and we can get ready for a whiteboard. So it's not just me trying to find something. So a home for every item in your homeschool, your distance learning, whatever, your homework section of your home. All right. The next tip, and this is this is where I really geek out. Okay. This, I want you to create a system. So just like I just said, when it comes to my child's homeschool um, sessions is he does work at his desk. So we have independent work and we have like work mom or dad teach him. So we have kind of like two different types of work. So for instance, when he's doing independent work, he knows the system. I've created a very simple an easy to follow system that's easy for me and him to follow. My husband still doesn't get our system, but that's a totally, that's not surprising whatsoever. My husband is just like, whatever, um, with some of the systems I create up. But between my son and I, my son will do his work at his desk. He now knows when that paper's done, it goes to my desk. He knows exactly what shelf to put it on. And then when I'm sitting there and he's doing independent work, that's when I'm grading his work. The work that I grade that needs corrections goes back on his desk. He makes the corrections and then he puts it again, like I said, in our gray bin. That is a system. And we do that every single time. And that gives him and and me for that matter, a little bit of just ease in the process. It, like it, It's just kind of comforting to know like I don't have to reinvent the will. I don't have to think of every little tiny thing. Um, he knows what to expect. I know what to expect. And that is one of the things that has worked really well for us. But I encourage you to create a system. Um, again, if depending on, I think um, for the most part, our teachers are wonderful teachers out there, have created some systems when it comes to distance learning. You can probably also do that like um, I know from friends and family who have their children distance learning, um, the teachers are really wonderful about saying, okay, from this time to this time, it's this type of work, and then the children get breaks. Have a system. Have a system ready. So for their lunch break, do what you did when it came to when they were going off to school. Pack a lunch beforehand, you know, or have a system where they can go and pick up their own lunch. So, so have a system in place for them. As well as after the school day has ended, have a system for what they do. If they're doing homework, have a system for homework. And again, a system is just a combination of techniques and tools. And what I mean by that is having the tools or the supplies. So if your child needs paper, pencil, pens, glue, whatever, have those up around so they can do it. 
um, have a bin ready if there's work you need to check. And then teach them the process. So what do you want them to be doing? If there's a specific area of the house that you want them to sit in, um, make those those supplies available in that area and then help them create a system that works for you and for them, again, to alleviate a little bit of the stress. Okay, again, another One Organized Mama tip. Plan every single day. Now, this does not mean every single day is going to go exactly how you planned, but I want you to have some control in your daily planning. Um, Again, if you've been in the classroom with teachers, teachers are phenomenal about this. I've actually learned a lot about time management and planning from volunteering in my children's classrooms over the years. Um, I kind of like to watch like how a school operates, how teachers operate, how they kind of based on the ages of the children, they kind of know what their attention spans are, that type of thing. And so um, I give 100% credit to teachers for being master planners. So it's, I, I mean, again, I haven't been in every classroom, but I've been in a lot of classrooms over the years. I've volunteered for years and years in my children's schools. And I will say 100% of the teachers I've seen went in each day with a plan. And so that is definitely something that we can apply to our own lives. I do teach time management. I do this um, for online coaching. So if you're interested in getting better at daily planning and time management, reach out to me. And um, I do online Zoom coaching classes uh, to teach time management. But again, plan each day. Uh, Two of the tips on that is plan either first thing in your morning if you're, if you're an early riser before everyone gets up and you want to kind of say, okay, here's my plan for the day, or if you're not, plan the night before. And you should have kind of just a normal routine that you do anyway. But as we said, you know, every day is different. So you want to go ahead and, you know, kind of make modifications to your plan because for the most part, a plan does work. It doesn't, it's not a hundred percent, but you know what? Planning your day just makes you feel like you're kind of moving the wheels forward and making some progress in your life in general. So again, plan each day. All right. The next thing that I suggest for you is when it comes to kids, and I would say even high schoolers, this could apply to, um, we call it giving wiggle breaks. And so um, (laughs) my son hates this, but his wiggle breaks consist of chores. And so when we go into homeschool for the day, the agenda is written on the whiteboard. And then I next to it have chores that he can do for his wiggle breaks. And what are wiggle breaks? It's getting up and getting active. Um, our homeschool day, a typical homeschool day is about three hours. Sometimes we go into four, sometimes we chop it down to two. Well, not many people, especially nine-year-old boys who are super active can just sit in their seat for two, three, four hours. So um, my son will get there and depending on his attitude for the day, some days he's a rock star, some days 
he doesn't want to do anything. Um, and it's hard to get him motivated. So that's why I have the chores for him to get up. He can go do something active. So if it's go pick up dog poop or go put his toys away or go take out the trash or the recycle, whatever it is, he has something that he can do to kind of get out his wiggles. Sometimes we have a little bit of fun with it and um, he just likes to stand up and then wiggle. And then he's totally cool to sit back down and you know, punch out 15 more minutes or so of some work. So give wiggle breaks and give some wiggle breaks for yourself too. Sometimes like I just, I don't, I'm not in the mood to homeschool. And so I'll put in my earbuds and listen to some music or a podcast. And I'll just kind of walk around, do some laundry or do something kind of around the homeschool area to just, because I'm tired of sitting. So give wiggle breaks for you and your kiddos. All right. The other thing, and this kind of goes along with what I just said, is you should be productive too. Um, So whether you're monitoring your child with distance learning or you're doing some homeschool, a homeschool um, program, there is downtime for the teacher. I think for the most part, I mean, kind of depending on the age, but there's times when my son is, has independent work that he does. Well, during those times is when I'll bring in some work projects for myself. So I'll sit next to him and I'll just kind of do something to be productive. What I was doing in the beginning, full disclosure, is I was spending time on social media and um, that just isn't very productive. And then I was just getting like super wrapped into like whatever was going on in social media. And it was kind of like demotivating to go from that to being a teacher. So what I found is if I have something where I feel like I'm being productive also, then it kind of helps me kind of jump flip-flop between being a homeschool teacher and um, getting into my work. So we both kind of, we just kind of like kill two birds with one stone. And then by also, because I work from home primarily, One of the other things that's really nice to do is when he's done with school for the day, a lot of times I'm kind of done with work for the day or I'm done with laundry or I'm done with kind of whatever I had taken to be productive on. So it actually kind of makes me feel better about the situation. All right. Um, The next one is have fun. This is my suggestion, like laugh. Like literally last week when my husband was like, when my son broke his arm and I'm like, oh, he can't write for four to six weeks. And my husband was like, I'm like, what are we going to do about how do we modify homeschool with this? And my husband was like, flashcards. And I laughed hysterically at that. Not as funny now, but um, because I just thought, so great. I have a kid that's not been in school pretty much for eight months and, um, or I don't know if he's learned anything and, or if anything is sticking. And now I'm <laughs> reduced to modifying his homeschool to flashcards. Um, and so I just was like, the ridiculousness of it was crazy, but you know what? We kind of embraced it. And, um, like I said, my husband's down there right now and he, they're working on some kind of flashcard thing that my husband found. Um, and so, you just kind of have to have fun with it. Sometimes um, I do a lot of really heavy um, reading, writing, and math in our homeschool program. So I try to make sure 
whatever we're doing incorporates reading, writing, and math. And sometimes I can get a little too like school marmish about it and like, let's do your grammar and talk about predicate nouns. And I don't even know what a predicate noun is. Like I have, I had to actually Google that. Um, or I don't remember what it is. I know what it is, but I couldn't, I didn't know enough how to teach it. But what I had to kind of realize is that like, I mean, how boring, like it's super sorry it is for me, but it's a super boring subject for me to teach. Um, therefore, <laughs> my lack of enthusiasm isn't exactly helpful for my son to learn about predicate nouns. So what we had to do is um, go back to the drawing board a little bit and like, okay, we have to do this, making some of those lessons a little bit shorter and then finding other ways to involve it. So a few things that I've learned, there is this amazing website out there called Teachers Pay Teachers. Apparently every teacher knows about it. It is amazing. And if you're a parent and you just need something to supplement your child's education at any time, go to this website because I think it does support teachers. And that's a wonderful thing. So um, I've gone on there and I've literally just typed in um, different things. Like for instance, um, my son was reading Stuart Little. We did a series on Stuart Little, but all of the chapters were in Roman numerals. And so I would say, okay, go to chapter seven. He's like, I don't know what chapter seven is. And I was like, oh, it's in Roman numerals. And so he was like, what are Roman numerals? I went on Teachers Pay Teachers and I did Roman numeral. And we found like a cool little lesson to learn about Roman numerals. And so again, not taking everything so seriously has really, really helped. So we've kind of gone from um, a lesson like Stuart Little and then we've incorporated a Roman numeral lesson in, which is math. Who knew? And um, so again, I'm still getting the math and he's still, or he's still getting the math and, you know, that's being reinforced, but it's being reinforced in different ways. So again, have a little fun with it. Um, There's a really, really, really cool program. I just have to tell you about it's my, I love this program. I love it. It's um, called 50 Nifty or Nifty 50. And it goes over the 50 states. So we do states and capitals. So what the, and I actually incorporated this with my nephew. So my nephew comes over for a 50 nifty lesson and it has like a video for every single state. And it's this like animated video with the bald eagle and he like flies and he raps or he does like cool music and it has the coolest, um, 50 state capital song I've ever seen. Like it gets stuck in my head. I love it. And then the kids make like a little book about each state. And so it's been such a phenomenal and fun lesson. And every time we play the state and capital song, we like get up and dance. And like (laughs) I've played it for other people. I'm like, listen to this song. Isn't it cool as like a cool beat? And they think I'm a little nuts. But it's again, have fun with it. So um, remember also that you are always your child's teacher, whether you're teaching them at home or whether they go to school, you are always your child's teacher. And sometimes we just have to remind ourselves, have fun when it comes to parenting. Have fun teaching your, your kids. I mean, like, who knew I'd be teaching Roman numeral lesson? But you know what? It was kind of fun. It's kind of fun to figure it out. 
All right. The last suggestion slash bullet point slash tip that I want to give you, I've reinforced it throughout this episode. So I want to tell you again, I want you to give yourself a break, break, literally and figuratively. I just, just give yourself a break. You're doing the best that you can. We all are. Don't worry about impressing people. Don't worry about disappointing people at, at this point. You know what? Our kids haven't, most of our kids haven't been in school for eight months. Who knew we would be in this situation all the way down this road? Who knows when this road is going to end? And so you deserve to have a break. Give yourself a break. Um, again, I did. I had a plan for homeschool last week and then just kind of life got crazy. And I literally just had to like lay on the couch at one point and be like, I, I know I'm supposed to be in there and modifying his program. I just can't. I just don't want to. I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. It's been a crazy couple of months in our family. We've done a lot of different stuff like daughter off to college, son got getting married. We've just had a lot going on. And so I needed a break. And so I just needed to take a break from homeschool as did my son, which was okay. He'll survive. And um, we're back at it this week. And give yourself a break mentally too. Like it's okay. They'll get into college. Um, My daughter, class of 2020 senior, still managed to get into college. And um, I don't want to put her on blast or anything, but she was she, as phenomenal of a student as she was at in person. Once um, the lockdown hit and she went to distance learning, she was a train wreck. And you know what? We worked through it and she still got into college and she's headed back home because now the colleges are closing, but uh, totally separate thing. So give yourself a break find some humor in the situation, find some silver linings in this cloud. Um, This year, 2020, yes, it's been one of the most difficult years of my life personally. Um, But I can say now that I'm, I'm looking back at the past 11 months, that I'm finding some silver linings, like I said, some things that were put on me that I didn't want, didn't expect, and um, a lot of growth personally for me. And that's a good thing. So there's always a silver lining. Don't lose hope. Have some fun. Create some systems that work for you and your family that make sense. Don't overcomplicate everything in life. Don't overanalyze. Just let some stuff go. And with that, I will go ahead and end this episode of the One Organized Mama podcast. Um, Two quick things. If you follow me on Facebook, I'm going to be deactivating the One Organized Mama Facebook account. Too much craziness. I don't know. I got caught up in the crossfire of all that craziness going on there. Now I get my page flagged as discriminatory. I don't know. I I don't get it. But I'm done with it. Time to move on. I'm going to start focusing more on Pinterest and maybe Instagram. I'm on the fence about Instagram. But follow me over at One Organized Mama on Instagram. My Pinterest has been a hot mess for years because I don't use Pinterest. So, But I'm going to start figuring it out. And so you can find me on Pinterest. Also, if you um, want to join 
my email subscriber list, just send me an email to, to oneorganizedmama at gmail.com and I'll add you over there. And again, like I said, if you guys are interested in doing any kind of coaching with me, um, I keep my coaching online classes to three people max. A lot of times it turns out to be one-on-one, which is super awesome. So I am happy to help you. The classes that I have available are time management, decluttering, and paperwork organization. So again, if you're interested, it's $49 per class, or you can do all three for $129. I'm super willing to work around your schedule to get you signed up for that. So shoot me an email, oneorganizedmama at gmail.com if you're interested in taking an online coaching class with me. You guys have a fantastic week out there. Um, I'm getting back to doing weekly episodes now that my life is kind of getting back to normal, whatever normal is anymore. So stay safe, stay healthy, and thanks for listening to One Organized Mama. 